0: Greetings. I'm Keith Klein, the host of the VentureFizz podcast, where I interview the most fascinating people in the tech scene. This is episode 238, and today's guest is Lola Priego, founder and CEO of BASE. There is so much disruption happening in the healthcare industry, it is truly an exciting time. Just last week, we published our interview with Sean Duffy, co-founder and CEO of Amata Health, which is helping people who are dealing with chronic conditions achieve long-term improvements. And if you go into the archives of the VentureViz podcast, you'll find lots of other discussions with healthcare entrepreneurs. Well, one particular sector that I'm really excited about is the area of personalization in the healthcare industry. We are all unique, so shouldn't the way you treat your body in terms of diet, exercise, medicine, and more, all be specific to what your body needs versus what works for a sampling of people? Well as you'll hear, Lola had her own personal health situation which led her down the path to start BASE. The company has built a new way to track your health and improve on critical items like diet, sleep, stress, fatigue and more with affordable at home lab testing. Our blood is the gateway and BASE is unlocking the data to help you figure out the root causes to your health issues, make improvements and continue to monitor and measure your health along the way. In this episode of our podcast, we'll cover lots of great topics, like Lola's background story, including her experience at Amazon, Instagram, and a healthcare startup, all the details about base in terms of how it works and what you can expect as a consumer, how they figured out their go-to-market strategy and growth plans ahead, advice for consumers on evaluating healthcare startups and ways to determine which ones you can trust, advice for female founders on raising capital, and so much more. Okay, quick side note, this week's episode is sponsored by Market Muse, a content intelligence platform that sets the standard for content quality. Their AI-powered software enables companies to create predictably better content at scale that increases traffic and engagement, improves productivity, and drives revenue. Get more out of your content with packages starting at $0, as in free, plus you can get 20% off the Market Muse standard plan by using our code FIZZ20, that's fizz two zero at checkout. Go to marketmuse.com. To get started. All right. Without further ado, here's my interview with Lola. Lola, thanks so much for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: I'm excited. We've got a lot to cover. You're obviously working on an amazing company called Base, which is in the world of personalized medicine. We're going to talk about your background story and how you got to where you are today and some other great advice questions towards the end. But to kick things off, uh your company is in the world of personalized medicine, and I wanted to talk about the industry broadly. We're going to talk about your company in detail in terms of what you do, but there's so much going on. It's really exciting as a consumer, right? Because everybody's different. And when I think about healthcare and medicine, like it should be personalized. So what's the current state of the industry and what what can we be thinking about in the future?
1: So for me, personalized is, it means data driven. Right. And uh, just leveraging the latest data tools, AI and so forth to give people the, the solutions that they need based on like, who they are and what they're going through. Right. Uh, so there are so many issues that we can see from fatigue to digestive issues, anxiety, stress, ED to more severe ones, right, like uh, Alzheimer's, cancer, so forth. I do think that, you know, the the healthcare system historically has been prioritizing, and rightly so, cancer, Alzheimer's, all of those, uh, you know, top, basically, diseases that are top causes for death in the United States and worldwide. And we are getting more and more events there. But there are there are limitations for technology and for personalization to come into that field because it's highly risky. So we cannot really innovate on that field because it's something that technology cannot take over. Although we are slowly getting there on clinical trials and investing more in that and so forth. Now there's the other type of problems that are not uh, related to cancer or Alzheimer's that are also very important to consumers. So, um, if someone in the audience is experiencing uh, erectile dysfunction or fatigue or severe anxiety, why would you necessarily go directly to uh, prescription medication? I know that there are some companies out there that, you know, you see a Facebook ad and then you can directly get medication from them after, you know, getting uh, being assessed through some questions by a medical doctor. But I think that we should take a step back and as, 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 you know, um, people who are defending the healthcare space, take a step back and be like, hey, what does what this person really need? Is it like prescription? Is it personalized nutrition? Is it a coach? Is it, you know, um, someone that can be there for them to talk about their anxiety? And um, what we see at base is that tackling the problem from, Let's get to know you first. Let's just do a few lab tests to see what hormone, what nutrient, what vitamin is up that could be causing that. And if your testosterone is super low and you have ED or like you have a heart condition um, and you're experiencing that problem or your cortisol levels are super high and you're experiencing anxiety. We may suggest prescription, but we may also suggest like, "Hey, stop drinking coffee because that's that's truly getting your anxiety to spiral and skyrocket." Right. Uh, so there are so many things that we are thinking on how to redefine and flip the healthcare system to be truly personalized, um, and it's just really hard from you know going from a system that was not personalized to now try to inject technology and data science into it, that, you know, we have the advantage that we are creating it from scratch. Uh, And that's why, you know, we are super excited about the things that we are creating a base because we have the advantage to start from scratch and pulling those those, uh, data tools to give people the solution that they need.
0: Yeah. And it's so cool what's happening and the ability as a consumer to kind of own your own health and being able to do things like base to understand the data, to figure out what the solution may be versus going to a doctor who, you know, some doctors, their only answers are prescribing some type of drug, which I'm, I'm in the camp that, you know, there's better ways to figure that out before you go down that path. Yes, there may be a road that you have to go down that path, but as you're suggesting, there are things that you could do as alternative measures to counter counter, whatever's happening. So I totally agree. Let's rewind the clock. So your background, uh, where did you grow up? What were you like as a child?
1: I grew up in Spain, where, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't have to pay to go to a doctor. (laughs) You don't have to (laughs) pay to go to a nutritionist. Um, And then I, when I was growing up, I wanted to be a surgeon. So I started med school to then transition to engineering school. Because when I was in med school, I realized that it was really hard to have a lot of impact as a doctor. It was a long journey as well, and it was not super sure. I was also attracted to big tech, uh, better lifestyle, lifestyle for sure. Uh, so I made that switch, and after that, I came to the US about nine nine years ago to do a master's in in artificial intelligence, AI, and after that, I started working in big tech companies, Amazon, Facebook, Instagram as a software engineer. Um, and it was a lot of fun. I, you know, I was tackling everything from recommendations, uh, right? Like basically at Amazon, I was, I was working on like content recommendations and exploring a lot, like how to recommend better content for people. In this case, kids um, based on like their their behavior and their, what they like. And then at Instagram, helping the company get to one billion users from five hundred million, so it was a big task. A lot of fun, as I mentioned, until I started experiencing chronic fatigue, and that was what motivated me to, again, take a step back and think, hey, I don't have any tools, any data tools that tell me where this problem is coming from. Dr. Google gives me so many suggestions on how to fix it, but how do I know which is the one that I need? based on my profile. So same thing, right? Like uh, that's when I realized that healthcare was not personalized at all today. And after working in big tech, I quickly realized that we were developing cutting edge technology for people to buy more, be more entertained, Scroll through their phones a bit more, but we were not using those tools to help people feel better and and healthier and live longer. And that's when I took a step back and I started, you know, exploring the healthcare field.
0: So from what I gather at Amazon, so you were working on uh, Kin- the Kindle, but Free Time, which was uh, like like an unlimited book subscription for children, was that what that product was? Yeah. And then at uh, Facebook, you were working with Instagram, so. Uh, with that talk about like, cause you were working on things, you know, at scale, right? This is Instagram scale. Like you said, 500 million to a billion users. So what were some of the, the actual problems that you were solving and, and what did that experience teach you, you know, at that level of scale?
1: The problems that I was solving, as I said, really getting from five hundred million users to one billion, so we were trying to grow really quickly and increase the time spent on the platform. Particularly, what I was tackling is how can we make the app faster and less, you know, depending on your network's connection. In case you go to, you know, subway and so forth, but mostly for emerging markets where they don't have that much access to data. Or, you know, like basically their phones are not iPhone 10s or 12s or 13s, right? Like they have a lower end phone. And I was focused on improving the product at that level that, you know, unlocked a whole new level of growth. So I was also going to emerging markets to do research, to talk to people, to understand how people were using Instagram there, to then come up with algorithms to, you know, make the app, as I said, faster and and lighter. And I got a couple of patents while I was there, which was super cool, like really innovating at that level. Um, I think that what I learned while I was there was mostly how to build products that are engaging and pragmatic. At the end of the day, what sets space apart to for how we are building products towards healthcare is, and I always tell tell this funny story. Uh, When I was at the health conference in Boston, um, a couple of months ago, the one in October. Um, and I was there sitting with other founders in the healthcare sector, and I was listening how they were hacking NPS surveys that that's what they report to get more money from payers, that if you color the numbers, the eight, the nine, and the 10, you get more people to click there, so then the product looks better, uh, and then they get more money from insurance. Uh, and I was just there being like oh oh my god Uh, exactly (laughs) and I'm like well we report outcomes and we help people you know feel better oh man (laughs) I don't care an MPS score um I think exactly I think that like you know for me Instagram was a product that was, was very pragmatic um that is like how do you have a couple of goals in mind time span and growth and how do you build towards those um, taking qualitative and quantitative data and making sure that you validate your ideas through A-B testing, right? Because at the end of the day, you have certain hypotheses, but not until you see a product in the wild, you will learn how people are using it. And if it's helpful, if it's solving their problem and so forth. So having that mindset uh, was something that I acquired while being there, I also had the opportunity to work with the uh, former CTO and co-founder Mike Krieger, which to me was uh, a luxury, to be honest. And I learned a lot from him on how to be a humble leader. That whether you know he was humble, down to earth, he was also very firm and kind. So that was a great, great role model. model.
0: Because the Instagram team and Facebook, it's it's you know Facebook has a massive amount of employee base. Yet the group in New York for Instagram is not massive. I mean it's still of size, but not massive.
1: Yeah, actually when I started, we were in a little studio apartment outside of the Facebook offices. And that's where I got the chance to to meet the co founder and you know um just chat with him casually about everything related to Instagram engineering. So we were really we were a small team, Instagram New York, when I started, and it was great to participate in the company's growth in New York City. I got really involved with recruiting. Uh, I was the engineering partner um, for for recruiting, specifically for certain events. So it was, you know, a lot a lot of things that I got to uh, enjoy and, and grow my skills while while doing it.
0: Now, before starting base, you did have, you did work at a startup. So, what were the details on that?
1: Yeah, actually, that's the first startup that I, you know, where I did the transition from working in big tech to getting familiar with healthcare and science. I actually went to work for a brilliant scientist that got like, uh, I don't know, 60 patents on biochemistry, something, um, something like super impressive. And You know, basically I found this startup looking in Google, you know, how to do blood testing at home. Because at the time when I was working in big tech and I had this problem with fatigue, I went on a journey where I tried the keto diet. um, And after three, four months, uh, I was feeling off again and I finally got lab work done. And that was the thing that showed me that my fatigue was rooted in vitamin B12, and folate deficiency. And to top it off, the keto diet gave me thyroid issues and high LDL, uh, levels. So all in so all, you were
0: doing something to help yourself yet. It was doing the opposite.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, it may have helped with glucose, you know, like now sugar, uh, and glucose monitors are, uh, becoming quite popular which is super important but in my case my glucose was fine and uh, at the time it was just coming the fatigue was coming from somewhere else and to your point what I did to fix it assuming that my problem was related to glucose uh, actually because I didn't do that keto diet properly I had you know that hormonal imbalance and, and cholesterol issues so For me, it became really clear at the time that there was an immense market, right? Like that data driven personalized approach for issues like weight loss, skin, anxiety, ED, low libido, and and so forth. And you name it, like weight loss. um, That, you know, like a lot of those solutions that were in the market there for didn't have the data that mattered to actually give you the solution that will be effective for you because it's not a one size fits all. So therefore I went to this startup that was building a, a lab testing device uh, as an R&D project. Uh, and when I was there, I learned everything in related to lab testing, how labs work, um, how scientists think, <laughs> talking to a lot of scientists, MDs about the impact of certain biomarkers, In in lifestyle and nutrition and so forth, and that was really enlightening and helpful, but at the end of the day, I was not solving the problem that I wanted to solve. um, By making lab technology, you know by pushing lab technology forward because still the problem for consumers is that they do not think about a lab test when they have certain issues and. Today, we do have tools, although they are not ideal. Of course, going to a Quest is not ideal or like having to set aside 20 minutes in your day to like take a test at home is not ideal. But if you do have a problem, that's nothing, right? Like going to the gym requires you putting your shoes on and going out of your house and being away for one hour. I do think that consumers are ready to spend that time if they are dealing with certain issues, right? To take that test. So my mission was not truly fulfilled at this company. And whether I learned so much about lab testing, that was so helpful, I wanted to take a step back to figure out what to do with my career. And that's when the idea of Bayes came up. Um, And that's when when I started the company two years ago. So
0: were you always entrepreneurial? Like, did you know, like, someday I probably want to start a company?
1: It's hard to tell, um, quick answer. No, and indeed, when I found the base, I found the base because when I was pursuing this, this mission that I, I was sharing with you, I indeed messaged so many founders and you know other uh, leaders in startups in the healthcare industry to see if I could work with them, uh, if they had like any spots in their engineering team and I barely got responses. Uh, some of those were delayed. So my first instinct was actually working for someone else uh, and trying to push this mission in an already established startup or company. I didn't find any luck. So therefore I started BASE. Indeed, I actually, because Amazon at the time, there were some rumors that they were getting into healthcare too. I got to chat with one of my directors uh, in engineering for the devices org. And you know, I got to meet up with him, and I was like, you know, you. I know that this is probably confidential, but I'm super passionate about this mission. What is Amazon doing for healthcare? I really want to help. Like, do you have any spots open? Um, also, no luck. And I mean, you know, two years later, now we understand that they were just getting into the pharmacy direct to consumer delivery, but mm-hmm. still nothing, sure. nothing significant coming up. Um, so that's kind of like at a high level, right? What, what, what my path to starting a company was. It was more like through exhausting all of my options. The only one that I have left is to start this myself. Although when I was in college, I was always starting new projects and I always you know, like to get involved with startups and so forth. This is not something that I directly thought of before starting base.
0: Well, you've given some little hints along the way of what we're going to talk about, but what is BASE? What do you do?
1: We help people solve their anxiety, weight loss, fatigue, skin issues, so forth, by giving them a personalized lab test program um, or plan. And after we get their data and we see, hey, it's coming from this this nutrient hormone vitamin, we give you personalized nutrition advice um, and recommendations based on those results. And we tell you you like, hey, let's, for example, imagine that you have high anxiety. We will look into your cortisol most likely. And then after we get those back, if we see that your cortisol evening is really, really high, Then we would, you know, try to, depending on your previous responses, get you to drink less coffee, take CBD. Like there are various things that we can try to implement there to help with that anxiety specifically. Um, And basically the entry point or the way that works is you come to the site, you fill out a quiz. You can also directly, if you're a pro, you can make your own plan with our tests in the e-commerce version, but mostly everyone comes in through the quiz, tell us, hey, I wanna, you know, having issues with weight loss or I wanna better manage my condition, my chronic condition. And based on that and what they eat and a few questions that we ask them about them, we give them a personalized test um, that you can either take a quest diagnostics with, you know, you can walk with the base app and, and take the test there, or you can get it shipped home Uh, It's going to be a test kit where you would do a prick or a saliva test, depending on the test. And then you mail that back to the lab and five business days later, you get your results. We will tell you that thing that I mentioned that could be off and we will get to work on that level that is uh, that is not optimal, that is unhealthy with our nutritional recommendations and usually uh, 21 days after you would retest to see if that's working until we feel like your symptoms and your levels are getting to the healthy spot, usually within two to three months. And after that, some people like to stay monitoring those levels to make sure that they continue to be stable. There are some people who have longevity and general health concerns. So they wanna directly start monitoring um, you know, from a preventative health perspective. Uh, markers related to Alzheimer's, cancer and so forth. So we also hope doing that and preventing that from a nutritional standpoint.
0: So w- one of the things that you mentioned that you uh, you know there's lots of things that you can help out with. one is uh, you know anxiety, right? and mental health is something that's very real and it's being discussed a lot more these days, which is good. So uh, if that was something that I was dealing with, I could take a, a base test and then get the results and there's some different levels that you would detect, and then you would then recommend that I stop drinking coffee or less coffee or whatever, and then I retest, and that will show how that affected that specific marker?
1: Yeah, actually, let me explain this loop a bit further, because this is actually something that I didn't know about when I started base. This happened when, this story is, let's just say funny we were doing a clinical trial for sex hormones where we were testing the effects of cbd in sex hormones now the the, the internal team was participating in the clinical trial or, or case study and we recruited a few base members as well that were willing to participate the test that we were running uh, you know for sex hormones of course uh, for, in this case women um, it's going to be a mix of estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, DHEA, but cortisol is another one that we look into because when you're really stressed, cortisol blocks the production of testosterone, which women also have. And, uh, basically it's important to look into because maybe your sex hormones are low because that one is high. Right. So now what's
0: cortisol. I'm not, not familiar with that term
1: is a stress hormone. Okay. And your main primary stress hormone, um, which is good to have cortisol in your body. That's also what gets you going. But when you have too much, that's when you experience, you know, chronic stress. So basically, we were doing the study and we get the results. And basically, I'm in the medical loop every time that someone has abnormal results and needs to be approved by a doctor. So I'm actually doing an in-person event about this whole thing in this case study. And I suddenly my phone starts ringing, I decline the call, open my email, and I see that someone has 3x the amount of, you know, upper range cortisol levels from the lab. And I'm like, whoa, who? This is like our top cortisol, you know, score or like levels that we've ever seen. Okay. And I'm like, whoa, who is this? And literally, as I read the name, it's the person that is in front of me, like from my team, right? Um, that has always mentioned that she has severe anxiety. And, uh, and by the way, this, this is published as a blog post in our, on our site. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a really compelling story because it's a journey that she went through. Where she was already taking prescription for her anxiety, doing therapy, trying to do everything, had a whoop, right? Uh, really focused on trying to make this better unsuccessfully. Or like you know she was in need of medication to really going through her normal routine. So basically, when I see the levels, I'm like, what did you do? Did you went for like a crazy workout? Did you run a marathon that day? Uh, what were you doing? She's like, no, I was just home working. And wow. at the time, I called a doctor, one of her functional medicine doctors. We were reviewing the results with her, and I'm like, what could be going on? Um, and he was like, yeah, this is actually really correlated to anxiety because your hormones will give you a feedback loop back to your mental neurotransmitters. So if you start to be really stressed, you're going to build up that anxiety as well. So now when looking into this, um, there were a few things that she marked and in between those is the fact that she drank five five cups of coffee a day, uh, three to five cups of coffee a day, something ridiculous. So the doctor was like, okay, you need to stop drinking coffee. And in in addition to that, you can do these other things also to lower your cortisol levels in the evening from like you know, going for longer runs in the morning to ashwagandha, rhodiola rosea. There are a few others that you can try supplements. And long story short, she implemented this, and you know, got off hook of her prescription medication. And you know, it's just oh, wild, man. right? Um, yeah, that you're doing all of those things. And she got really frustrated. Why did my psychiatrist didn't ask for my right. cortisol levels? Like, yeah, before making it? No the-
0: the prescription let's test you and see what your levels are like it's shocking exactly
1: Exactly. so that was really enlightening and that's when we started learning about the feedback loop in between your hormones and your mental neurotransmitters right Uh, and at the end of the day i saw the point i don't know if you've heard the saying mens sana incorporate sano it's like a latin latin thing that they are trying to say that like you would be you will have mental health if your body is healthy. Um, I do not necessarily always agree with that, but I do think that there is a correlation of your body being in shape, having a good routine uh, to prevent mental health issues. Again, if you're in severe depression, you're not going to be able to get your body to be healthy because you don't have energy to do so. Um, But all in all, what we saw with Grace and what we are seeing with more members now is that, actually tackling your nutrition and lifestyle to balance your hormones and making sure that those are where they should be. It's truly helpful for people battling with severe anxiety.
0: That's a great story. And it just proves that as an individual, as a consumer, you need to take ownership of your own healthcare. You know, it's, I just, you can't just trust or experts are experts and they're amazing but you need to take ownership over your own healthcare. So um, that's it's amazing what you guys are doing. Now you have raised uh capital, I think it was 3.4 million in seed funding. Um from an amazing list of investors, which I'm not gonna name them all, but the one that certainly stood out was uh 23ME co-founder and CEO Ann which is an impressive list, all in all, the all the investors, female founders, fund, Brooklyn Bridge Ventures, but to have and as a uh, believer in what you're doing, it definitely sa- says a lot.
1: One hundred percent agree. Um, I couldn't be more happy to count on her advice, her you know view on the market. Uh, we we've actually been meeting up somewhat regularly lately, and she is a true visionary. So I feel really lucky to count on on her opinion, and we are both. Chasing the same thing that it's personalized healthcare we share the view that it needs to come from the outside of the system it's really hard to take a huge massive system and then make it personalized. We truly believe that the companies the startups out there that are targeting solving different you know consumers needs. And applying cutting edge technology have a real chance of like eventually integrating with the traditional healthcare system and truly changing it. Um, at the end of the day, we are all serving, you know, trying to solve a problem. And I think that this her perspective is really helpful. I think that genetics as well is something that at base we uh, consider. And you know, at the end of the day, you do have certain predisposition to fix certain um nutrient issue or like certain vitamin issues, deficiency issue or tendencies. Um, And that's quite important to to have in the mix, especially when you're trying to get to a certain solution or or solve a certain problem. So that's something that for us, as I mentioned, and I'll say one more time, we feel super lucky to count with someone like her on someone like her for our, our advisory board.
0: Now, one of the tricky things of what you're doing is this is a consumer-based product. There's the actual experience of, if you do the at-home testing, um, you know, you're building a brand. So, so how are you attracting consumers, like going to market with this? Because that's that can be tricky to get, you know, people to hopefully understand and, and buy what you're doing.
1: Through education and giving people the tools that they need to get started. So for example, our quiz will walk you through, as you are telling us your concerns and issues and symptoms or things that you want to monitor, we are also educating you as to why understanding your vitamins, hormones, or nutrient levels could be key to find the solution. So at the end of the day, we're trying to give people hope that that thing that still they have not been able to solve, there is a solution out there for you. Again, let's just go back to the grace. Uh, case study uh, the, the anxiety right like anxiety cortisol and and hormones uh, and coffee case study uh, to others like we see so many people that they come to us with problems related to weight loss and we tell them the roles of, the role of testosterone in their body right because they generally tend to have some of them um, choose a low calorie diet to lose weight, specifically the ones that already are not necessarily obese, but they are trying to lose five to 10 pounds or 15 pounds. right? that category, I think that once you are trying to lose 50 pounds or 60 pounds, you go into a different uh, problem solution space. But for this other group that, you know, people that gained 16 pounds during COVID and now they're trying to lose it, uh, they generally go to have a low calorie diet, um option for you know losing weight and as they are taking our quiz we also explain to them like hey if you do this your testosterone that is your what we call your fat burning hormone it's it it could go really low and then you're not going to burn fat because you're not giving the body any fats so then the your body picks up on the fact that that's not needed anymore. So it stops burning fat. So what we're going to do is incorporate is to incorporate some healthy fats to your diet. No, not a lot, such as this hormone level goes up and then, you know, you're able to continue with your weight loss journey. So that's something that for us is also, you know, like really important to, um, attract consumers is at the end of the day is to educate them particularly right like as my background as as you can see is engineering and science i'm I'm not a business um you know a business person so for me it all ties together really nicely where i'm not here to spend millions of dollars on facebook but i'm also here to create education materials content help people you know understand what's going on giving them hope right um, that there could be something out there for them apart from what they have been doing that have not truly worked
0: That's so true because the education piece I mean we're, we've, we're talking about things where I'm asking you like what does that mean so there's these things as a consumer just a typical person at least I believe a typical person maybe it's just me I don't know but you know these, these medical terms that you don't know what that affects or how much caffeine affects something or you know like there's all these things that you just don't know how it all plays into your overall health uh whether for you are trying to lose weight or deal with uh you know better sleep or whatever you're trying to accomplish there's so many different things that affect that that you just have no clue so that education piece is so important um what wh- what's your current plans as far as you know hiring growth plans ahead kind of the you know short term future of the company
1: Yeah and Indeed, I cannot disclose fully the amount or who the investors are, but we are actually in the process of closing a new round, which is exciting, super exciting. So we have a lot planned. Thank you. Thank you so much. And for us, we really are going to double down in content and community. This is something that we strongly believe in. And solidifying our user journey. So making sure that the product continues to get better to help people solve their problems and there's so much still that we can do from you know keeping people more accountable reminders communicating better our results like infinite uh things that we have in our roadmap that we are thrilled about and you know just pushing all of those things while of course as you mentioned hiring growing continuing to push our regular marketing efforts uh, are going to be top of mind as well
0: that's exciting times ahead. Now, one of the things that I think is important to talk about is uh, consumer trust when it comes to uh, different healthcare companies. And you know, it's it's hard not to draw a comparison when you hear, well, the at-home test. You you know, it's just a, a little prick of your finger for blood, like a blood sample. Then you all of a sudden, you know, immediate thoughts are like Theranos, right? And Elizabeth Holmes is actually testifying probably as we speak right now in on trial. So. Whether if it's consumers understanding and believing that this is, you know, because I've been listening to the ABC podcast about the Theranos trial and, you know, it's people were going to Walgreens to get a blood test and we're getting faulty results. And that's, and and some of these results were really bad news that was false, you know? So it's just things like that. So as a consumer, how much, how how do they believe that what they're getting is an accurate result and, you know, trusting that, you know, a company that you can work with is going to provide you with the right data and the right results that uh, is going to help you?
1: Yes, I love this question because I think it's truly important to educate the consumer um, on what they can do to assure that whoever they are working with in the healthcare field, it's actually validated and, you know, um, up to the high quality standards that the government has. Now, what I usually recommend people to do is to, you know, look really well um, on the about page, you know, science page. Who are the doctors, the labs, the, the science team behind a product? Especially if it's a direct-to-consumer product, right? Um, what happened with Theranos was clearly a you know a device that was not FDA regulated that went to market when they shouldn't have been. Now, they are not the only ones, and they will not be the only ones. So, you as a consumer, if you're listening, what can you do? So, it's super simple. Um, if you are getting a, a lab test, usually what you should do is, or either you get this from an FDA uh, approved device. And, you know, if, if a device is analyzing you, any biomarker, and is telling you that they don't need to be FDA regulated, please do not believe that. Uh, they need to be FDA regulated. Um, So any glucose monitor that you can buy in your pharmacy or like Mm -hmm. cholesterol measure um, machine to to measure your cholesterol, such as LDX, those are FDA approved, uh, all good to go. But there are some more like new to the market um, that, for example, you know, keto stripes uh, for the pea pea stripes, um, you know, like those are not going to be super accurate. Maybe you can do it for fun. uh, But if it's again, if it's not FDA regulated, please do not. Trust it. uh, Just take it with a grain of salt, right? Like if you like to do it, just knowing ahead of time that it's not accurate that that's that works. And then the other one is if it's you're not actually using a a device that is giving you results real time, or like you know after 20 minutes, but you're sending that sample somewhere else. Just uh, you know, usually you can look at the lab that the sample is going to. And Google that one, or you know, send an email to make sure that the lab is certified and properly it has the proper credentials. And these credentials are going to be uh, CLIA and CAP. So you can always ask, like, "Hey, are the labs you know analyzing this sample? Uh, uh, what what are the accreditations?" And we have a lot of content actually on our Instagram um, about this because. We believe it's super important as more companies come to the market that consumers look at it with a, you know, basically they look at these with some skepticism uh, and they do their homework understanding who they are working with uh, and, you know, triaging and parsing those that are valid and they are using real, real scientists behind versus the ones that are not. So, again, um, because this is a lot to parse as you may be listening to this, we have blog posts, we have Instagram, uh, you know, stories highlighted where we talk about this. Indeed, we're going to get a really famous scientist coming on board with us, talking about all of this as well, which we are super excited. Again, we cannot disclose this yet because he has some, (laughs) you know, approval processes that we're going through. But we are going to actually record another um, Zoom video, Zoom Live, um, that we're going to post on our Instagram, where we talk about everything in relation to at-home lab testing and in-person lab testing, the difference in between accuracies of the two methods and uh, what companies are out there that may not be doing a good job and, like, actually working with accurate uh, collection methods or, you know, they're reporting results that are not accurate or validated by the FDA or... The, the proper department of health. So super, super exciting to be talking about all of this.
0: Very exciting. Yes. And stay tuned. I'm excited to see what that uh, little hint of information is going to result in who's, who's this person. Um, you talked about, you know, closing in another round of funding. So what advice would you have for uh, female founders on raising capital? You know, the numbers need to get better. So what advice would you have for other female founders?
1: The, the number one would be to connect with other female funders the community is amazing and at the end of the day these standards for raising are need to be the same for women and men um, right like the problem is for women right now are, are different than for men but still even the the normal standards for raising are super high and fundraising is extremely long lonely process because of all of that, my, again, my number one advice is to connect with other female founders. Uh, we have a great community. They can always reach out to me on on Instagram or LinkedIn because at the end of the day, for me, that was really key to, you know, have a support system, but also like ask certain questions. Like if I felt like maybe an investor was not supportive enough or who are the ones who are true allies out there? Like I, you know, I work with a lot of female uh, investors. I have a lot of female investors in my cap table, but uh, for the investors who are men in my cap table, they are true allies and I'm really proud and happy to be working with them, such as Lake House or, or Charlie at Brooklyn Bridge Ventures.
0: All right, some quick hit questions here. Three apps you can't live without.
1: Vitamin D supplementation. <laughs> I'm just going to get that one in. um my apple watch these days i do love the notification system taking calls on my watch it's just so convenient um let me see and sweet green (laughs) Ah. so healthy i don't know how i ended up with such a healthy stack but yeah those three
0: any uh podcast or book recommendations for entrepreneurs
1: well, I do like Fit Insider a lot uh, as a podcast for venture and, and other founders out there, specifically within the wellness and you know uh, wellness and health industry. As for books, um, I like the The One Principles. I know it's all like not a, a new one, but that one is still still remains as one of my top favorite ones. If you're getting really into starting a company direct to consumer, there, there is this other one called Obsessed by the founder of Red Unler, the brand agency in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe the author was named Sarah. Um, and that one, it was really good for me on like how to tweak and fine tune the base brand. So those would be my my top two.
0: And when you're not focused on building base, what do you like to do for fun outside of work?
1: I play paddle is this new sport. I don't know if you know it, like it's a mixture of like tennis, squash and ping pong. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, it's blowing up everywhere.
1: (laughs) Yes. So I play that in Miami where I'm based now, um, waiting for those courts to open up in New York City. And, uh, outside of that, really like going out for food and a foodie. So going out to get like good dinner with friends and dinner and drinks. It's something that I truly enjoy.
0: Well, uh, thanks so much for taking the time to walk us through your backgrounds. Obviously all the great work you're doing with base and, uh, all the great advice. Appreciate it.
1: Thank you for having me.